In today's episode, find out everything you need to know about becoming directly authorized as a finance broker. Hey everyone, this is The People's Broker. When I decided to set up my business just over two years ago, the biggest dilemma I faced and which a lot of brokers face is whether to go directly authorized or work as an appointed representative. In the previous episode, I shared with you all you needed to know about becoming an appointed representative and all the pros and cons. In today's episode, I will be speaking to you about how to become directly authorized when you're setting up your finance brokerage firm. I will discuss things like how to prepare your application, things you can do to avoid delays with your application, and in the end, I will also discuss some of the pros and cons of being directly authorized. Before we begin, please give this video a thumbs up and give this channel a subscribe. Now, let's get to work. So guys, the very first step when you want to become directly authorized is called ready, willing, and organized. And exactly what does that, what does the FCA mean by ready, willing, and organized? I'm gonna discuss each one of them uh, separately for you so you fully understand. Um, this will help you understand FCA's expectation of you. So when the FCA says ready, what that means is when applying for direct authorization with the FCA, they will consider what you have done to prepare to submit your application. Things that are expected of you when you're applying um, for your FCA um, authorization is you read info on FCA website, uh, which I've shared a link with you in the video description. Making inquiries via contact center, so whether you've rang the contact center, asked them a few questions, because they're very, very helpful. I've used them myself and they're very helpful. They'll answer whatever questions. And that's one of the things I did when I was looking into becoming directly authorized with the FCA. I rang the contact center, I had a chat with them, um, just asking various questions. Also, um, compliance advice. So what kind of compliance advice have you had? How are you going to handle compliance? And your ability to clearly articulate regulatory obligations. So FCA wants to know, can you do these things? To them, that means you're ready to apply for your FCA authorization. The next is willing. What willing means is FCA also considers an applicant's attitude during the authorization process. So that's one of the key things they also look at when you're applying for your authorization. So some of the things they look at is you're, you're open and honest, and that's with any information you're providing. You're proactive in giving information to the FCA. Um, also, you demonstrate, you understand your regulatory duties and your availability and time scales in dealing with queries about your application. So what the FCA is expecting is when they want you to submit the application, you submit the application in a timely manner. When there's a query or an inquiry, when they come back to you with a question or whatnot, you respond straight away. So it shows to them the type of person you are and how they will look at your um, application for the authorization. Uh, number three is organized. So make sure you have all the required documents ready and that you made 
um, arrangements to comply with regulations and some of the things they um, want to know when you're applying is why did you apply for the FC authorization? It's one of the key questions they ask. What's outstanding which may stop you from carrying out activities you're applying for? So one of the examples could be, and it's a it's a weird one, for example, if you're applying as a mortgage broker, you can't have a CMAP exam outstanding. So you can't have CMAP 1 and CMAP 2 qualifications done in CMAP 3 you haven't done, so here you haven't really completed CMAP. So that's one of the things, that's just, it's just a very, very weird organization. I don't know why would someone do that, go apply for FCA authorization without even passing, say, their FCA as an example. And the third one is, is the applicant ready today to carry out activities? So again, going back to point earlier point, the um, uh, whatever you're applying for is, are you ready today to start business? So if they offered you um, your authorization today, is everything in place? Are you ready to go and start writing business? Step two is also a very, very important one. Is it? It's about which permissions are you applying for? So there are two types of permissions um, that you can apply for with the FCA. So one is limited and the second is full permission. Both have different minimum standards uh, when you look at them. So you can use a step-by-step um, -step guide on the FCA site to find out which permission to apply for. Um, for your um, convenience, I have shared a link in the video description, so do check that out. So it's a good tool to use, and that's one of the tools I used when I was looking to apply because I wasn't sure whether I should go for limited permissions or full permissions. It all depends upon the duties you're gonna carry out and the type of business you're gonna be doing. It then tells you, uh, it's a very, very nice tool. It depends on yes, no, questions and how you answer questions it leads you to the next question and then it kind of determines this is the type of permission you need to apply for so do check out the link in the video description and it will help you while you're trying to decide whether to go for um, direct authorization with the FCA. Step three guys is preparing your application and the first step when it comes to preparing your application is complete all the required forms that are relevant to your business type. And again, I've shared a link in the video description for um, your convenience for that. The next step, and this is a very, very important step, and a lot of the businesses fail at this, um, and it's preparing a business plan that covers all the key areas of your business. Now, some of the things uh, your plan should include are company details, um, governance, so how is the company governed, like is there a director, CEO, how, how, how things are happen. Um, treating customer fairly, so what is your policy about treating customer fairly. Um, business model, what is what exactly is your business model. Um, marketing activity, they want to know about how you're going to market your business, how are you going to generate new business. Um, Customer journey, so what does a customer journey look like uh, for the type of uh, business you're going to be conducting? How are you going to deal with the uh, vulnerable customers? So what is your vulnerable customer policy? It's very, very important. Uh, compliance, how are you going to be doing compliance? What kind of processes are in place? Um, what is your complaints policy and procedure? So you need to be very clear about that in your business plan. 
um, training, what kind of staff training will be um, uh, provided if you're going to have staff or when you do hire people, how you're going to train your staff. Um, staff incentives, that's also a very important one. Um, how will your staff be incentivized? Um, an overview of your policies in the business. In addition, as a broker, your business plan should also cover details of um, types of products you're going to be selling, um, fees you're going to be charging, relationship uh, with your lenders, also um, suitability assessment on customers, how are you going to carry that out, also how you will promote your business, so it kind of goes back to the earlier point about uh, marketing activity, so it kind of ties into that, um, also what is your position in the market, um, what they really want to see is you have thought this this through, that when you're applying for these permission, you've thought this through and you're making a very, very informed decision to go for FCA um, authorization. So it's very important that the business plan you put together includes all these sections, all these points, and you watertight them. Stronger the business plan is, the better your chances are to succeeding in um, getting authorized with the FCA. The next, um, the third uh, one is about um, the IT self-assessment questionnaire to determine whether you need to complete IT controls form or not. So this is an assessment on the FCA website. Again, um, when you look through the links and when you're looking through, there's a link there. So you need to complete that and that tells you whether you need to do the IT controls um, in place or what exactly you have to um, do with that. The next step is a very important one guys and a lot of times it is um, a real pain point for a lot of people who apply for it uh, is the delay with the application and not finding out exactly what's going on. So I'm going to discuss with you what can you do to avoid delays with your application and a lot of it is in the preparation and when you're applying. So to avoid any delays these are the things that you can do when submitting your application. So number one is be prepared. We talked about it earlier and it is very, very important. Some of the things you can do is make sure you fully complete all forms because if you leave anything blank or anything is not completed, they're gonna, it's going to cause delays to your application and they're going to come back and you're going to have to redo the application or they're going to send the application back so you have to complete it. Make sure you sign where is required because a lot of time people forget to sign the forms. I know it sounds very silly but it does happen. Make sure the technology and the systems you will use to carry out the regulated activities are in place and you can provide the evidence of it. So if you're Whatever system you're using, obviously your, your company emails are set up, any other CRMs or anything like that that is essential for your business, make sure those systems are in place. The next very important thing you can do is be clear. So what that means is application can be delayed if your business plan is very generic. So make sure it's specific to your business. And that's why I covered it separately earlier about the importance of it and things you need to include. Or you don't explain your specific activities and how they relate to the permissions you're applying for. So if you're applying for full permissions or limited permissions, whichever one, make sure you're explaining it very clearly and it is specific to your business. Also, um, you need to be clearly explaining how and why individuals in key roles in your business 
were selected based on qualification and their experience. So again, that's very, very important. So say for example, if you hired a mortgage broker, um, obviously, why did you select them? Okay, they had a CMAP, they worked as a mortgage broker for five years or three years or whatever years, just as, as an example, or any other role within the business. How, or as a business development manager, how did you decide to choose this person and why did you decide to choose them? The third thing you can do to avoid any delays with your application is being compliant. And what that means is identify any conflicts of interest and how you will address them and mitigate them because that can happen. Um, be open and cooperative with the FCA and respond within required timescales. We spoke about that earlier. It is very important. So when a query comes in, and a lot of time it does, Make sure you respond straight away. Don't delay it. Don't just sleep on it for a week, two weeks, because it does not look good. It shows to the FCA you have no urgency for this um, authorization, and you're you're not taking it very seriously. Um, the third point is that your application should explain the compliance arrangements in place you have, or you will be uh, putting them in place to meet your business's ongoing regulatory obligation. So it just depends how you're going to carry out your compliance, um, depending on, again, your permissions, um, audits, things like that. Are you hiring someone externally to carry out these checks for you or do like regular audits? So it's very important you include that when you're applying uh, and this will um, help you avoid delays with your application. With everything, there are pros and cons, so let's talk about some of the pros and cons of becoming directly authorized. Now, firstly, I'm going to speak about the pros. Uh, so some of the pros are, number one, you are not um, answerable to a network. So you're, I mean, you're always your own boss, but when you're uh, an appointed representative, which we covered in the previous video, you are answerable to the network because they're taking your responsibility. When you are directly authorized with the FCA, your relationship is direct with the FCA, you're answerable, you're answerable for your own uh, actions. Um, keep You keep 100% of the income. So as with networks we saw in the previous video, networks keep a share of your uh, procuration fee or proc fees, sometimes your broker fee as well. When you're directly authorized, you don't share your commission or broker fees with anybody, you get 100% of the income. You deal with lenders directly and you build relationships directly with the lender. Uh, you get paid faster. So as we've seen with uh, when you power a network or if you're using a mortgage or whatever, the payment has to go through them and then that can be that can cause a delay and again can have an impact on your cash flow. When you're directly authorized, you get paid directly from the lender. No, no uh, middleman there. And um, you don't have to give data access to um, someone else. So again, as we saw uh, last time when I discussed, when you're with a network, you have to give them access for their checks and audits and give access to your staff and premises. When directly authorized, you don't have to do all those things. Looking at the cons, um, application can take six months to a year. So again, compared to being a uh, AR, becoming directly authorized, application can take a bit longer. Um, the time spent in preparing your application with structured plans, procedures, other info about systems in place. So again, it can take you a bit of time preparing your application. 
uh, and when applying. So again, it's all about preparation. So the more time you can spend on preparation, the easier the rest of the journey is. But again, that's one of the cons which a lot of brokers don't like doing. If you want to start trading straight away or something, they will go the AR route and um, they don't go down the directly authorization route because of the time it takes to apply for your FCA direct authorization. Um, ongoing due diligence. So again, you're responsible for it. No one's gonna watch over you or anything like that. You are responsible for that. Ongoing personal development. Again, you're responsible for it. With a network we saw, they can provide you support with this. You're responsible for that. Um, also, you have to do annual returns and paperwork. So when you are directly authorized, you're required to complete returns, uh, report things about the business, if there was any complaints, you know, things like that. You're responsible to do all those things. Again, all these things can be time consuming. So guys, hope you found this video helpful and it has now helped you when making a decision whether to become directly authorized or go down the AR route as we discussed in the previous video. Please do give this video a thumbs up, give this channel a subscribe so you don't miss any future content. Also, leave me your comments with topic suggestions of things you'd like me to talk about in the future. Send me uh, direct messages with questions or anything else. Or if you want to discuss any pain points you have as a broker and perhaps I can um, help you in solving those problems. Thank you once again, guys, for watching and I will see you next time.